Hello, Sky friends, and welcome to Seasons of Skyrend, Book 3. We're a custom 5e D&D adventure that focuses on the stories of our characters as they explore their impact on the world and how the world responds in turn. I am your host and DM, Scott, and you can find me on Twitter at TheScottBlake. Hi, I'm Chris. I play Iolana Makani, the Air Genasi Mystic, and you can find me at Killer on Twitter. Hi, my name is Nate. I play Darwin Grimm, the Human Monk, and you can find me at Skyren underscore Nate on Twitter. Hi, I'm Shannon. I play Aranis Gray, also known as Gray the Great to my fans, and the Bard of the Bard's Rebellion. I am a half-elf bard, and you can find me at Skyren underscore Shannon on Twitter. And you can find the show on Twitter at Skyren Podcast. You can also support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Podcast. Head on over to find out about bonus chapters, early access, NPC creation, and more. Now then, thank you for joining us, and please enjoy this chapter in Seasons of Skyrend. Though our faces may change, our minds and souls will always watch over you, Sarakar. Join me now in applause and celebration for our hero, Hurakan Makani. King Aldabas's words echo out over the Grand Passage and into the rest of Vermilion as the citizens and guests cheer on. They shout his name with joy and cry out with elation the name of Iolana's father. Hurakan the hero. Hero Khan. Hail Hurakan. Hail the king. Within the walls protecting the palace, you join visiting dignitaries from Sarakar and beyond. Royalty, elected officials, and even influential private citizens. Their reactions are more subdued but they are still in high spirits. Champagne and other refreshments are being distributed by servants and attendants. Most of the guests within the palace would have no reason to recognize you, which is for the best, as you're currently disguised as Kenneth Mason, the owner of a Caraval Casino, aka Kenny the Mace, and his associates, Coin the Changeling, Frequently Shirtless Steve, and the Musician. Samudio and Carolina have joined you, posed as animal caretakers. With luck, this ruse should allow you some freedom within the palace. As King Aldabas makes his final preparations for his wish from Huracan, what would you like to do? I believe we want to find a way to slink off to free the current prisoners that the king is, be- is holding. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, if you want to get down to the cells, the dungeons, how would you like to do that? How would you like to find them? It's not like there's a big glowing sign that says prisoners this way. Damn. Sorry. No quest markers on this one. What do... Okay. I'm assuming there's like palace staff or like guards or whatever, like kind Mm -hmm. of in our vicinity, right? Yeah. There are um, fewer guards within than there were outside the walls, but there are definitely right. some guards. And yeah, there are servants and attendants serving refreshments. Okay. So what do people think about me like walking up to a guard to try to get the information as just like 
This sounds so fascinating to me. I've got to see it. It's worth a shot. You find a corrupt guard that you can bribe to take you to the cells. That's kind of what I was thinking, or see if I can like pay somebody off. Sure. It's the best. Seems like a good idea. Plan we got. All right. Let's go. I don't know if there's a way to tell who might be easily bribed. Okay. No, there, there totally is, and I need you all to help me look around. Help me see if I can find the guard in the room who just could, cannot be fucked to be here. <laughs> and looks uh, so goddamn bored. Yeah. I thought okay. we were looking for a rube, but we're looking for slack. I mean, I could go either way, but I like the idea of somebody that is just like, oh, fuck this guard duty. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably a lot easier to spot the guard who does not want to fucking be here rather than the guard who is super gullible. <laughs> or like it's their first day and they don't know how it works. <laughs> the Yeah. If it's their first day, they're not here in the palace. I guess Come that's true too. They're, they're out on, they're out with the public with the non rich people, with the non important people. But I was also going to say, Oh, you want to find a guard who's corrupt? Well, guess what? It's all of them, but no, <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> um, sure. Sure. If you want to look around for a guard who doesn't want to be here, who's got better things to do, who wants a nap, who wants to go home and get drunk, who wants to go home and get down. I don't know. Who really just Party wants time, to go home. Drug time, whatever. Sure, sure. Everybody give me a perception roll then. As you make your way through the main doors into the palace and start looking around at the guards. Most of these rich folk, these leaders, these influential people aren't paying you much mind. They're certainly looking at you. Like they'll notice that you're there, but if they don't recognize you, they're not paying you much mind. All right. Let's start at the top. Vale. Three. Mm. Hmm. <laughs> Ilana. Eleven. Okay. Darwin. A crit, which after last week makes me incredibly <laughs> nervous. <laughs> Nice, nice, nice. Aranus. I got a total of a 21. All right, Darwin, what's your total come to? 22. Yeah. That yeah, does. <laughs> I have a bonus of six and he got higher. <laughs> he crit. I know. So what can I say? Frequently shirtless Steve. He's got good He's eyes. Heads on a swivel. A lot He's easier to keep fight. your head on a swivel when you're not being dragged down by things like collars. <laughs> <laughs> Cause are really slow down, man. Frictionless motion. Frictionless motion. Is that why Antonio Banderas always has his shirt halfway open? It's too restricting otherwise. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's off point. Continue. Okay. 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 Which guard here does not give a fuck? Who wants to not be here? Ah. Okay. I pulled the palace guards from the types of people that that Mavic may have had in his pit fighting arena. So I looked at who was local around that area. And the, this came up last time, but I just uh, I want to say it again because we've probably forgotten. But that includes a lot of humans, a lot of plants, and a lot of lizard folk because there are larger populations of them out that way. And I think having this be a lizard folk guard is great because lizards have that second set of eyelids so he's just got like the that first set, the semi-translucent set of eyelids closed. So it looks like he's just he's here, but he's not here. 
I love it. Like if he could be like in a nice warm room, just getting some sun. If he could be in a stew, you know, (laughs) (laughs) that's that's bringing it full circle. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. This guard's name will be Luva. Not that he's wearing a name badge, but okay. So Darwin. Peace. As you all are making your nice entrance into the palace proper, taking a look around, looking for a guard who might be willing to bend some rules a little bit, you notice a lizard folk guard in very nice plate mail. It's not like full body plate mail. It's you know pieces of it. Like there's a breastplate. There's things on the arms, things on the legs. There's definitely some plate mail on that tail. Could probably be used to hit somebody real hard with it. He's holding a spear and... He's leaning on it just a little bit more than he should be. You notice his eyes, and he has that translucent set of eyelids closed and is just thousand-mile stare out into the distance. He's present, which is about as much of his job as it looks like he wants to do today. <laughs> I wish I could talk to him because he sounds like my spirit animal, but <laughs> I'm just going to point him out to Arna. All right. So Darvin and Arnis, see this lizard folk guard. Vale and Iolana... I'm not sure what y'all are looking at. I'm not sure what's distracting you. Iolana, maybe you're distracted by thoughts of your dad and aren't fully giving a, attention to the room at present. I think they're more focused on looking for danger than they are mm. looking for culpable guards. In which case, then, yeah, everything looks like danger. I mean, you're also part of the Assassin's Guild. You and Vale both. And that means you're in a room full of people. So this is dangerous. Everybody can see you, even if they don't know you. This is not the kind of room where you just start some shit. Yep. All right. We're going to go over to this guard or we're just going to look at him, admire him from afar. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So the minute we kind of both take notice of him, I go, there's our guy right there. And I, Uh I head over there. If I happen to pass a like a, a server that has like a tray with beverages or a or mm-hmm. a canapé on it, I will definitely like take one because I don't want to make it look like I'm not trying to be deceptive about where I'm heading, but I don't also want to make it look like I'm making a beeline for that guard. Okay. <laughs> right. Like okay. I'm just kind of wandering through the the party, like pick up a drink here, pick up a bite there. Sure. A group of you snake your way through the crowd right through a group of servants with trays with different refreshments on it. If you want to grab a drink or you want to grab a little finger snack, mm-hmm. by all means, what do people grab? Oh, I grab a glass of whatever they're serving. I'm not really intending to drink it. I'm just blending in. Champagne seems to be the drink of the hour as the mm-hmm. king just finished his speech. It's, it's for toasting. It's for celebrating. There are other drinks, but these are the ones that the servants are bringing out right now. Yeah, I grab one in Rome. I maybe okay. take a sip, but I'm like, oh. Darvin, Ilana, Vale, anybody else grabbing a drink or a refreshment? Sure. Vale grabs one for themselves and Ilana and hands it to her and says, don't drink it, just look like you're drinking. Mm-hmm. Darvin will grab one to also not drink. Nice, nice. Carolina will grab a glass of champagne as well. I think Sam just wanders off a few yards to one of the tables and picks up like a rocks glass. It's filled with some dark liquor cocktail nice (laughs) and then he makes his way back over the guard luva he's just standing there he's staring off even as you're approaching his eyes are well past you that is a all earnest it's whoever wants to talk to him oh 
I mean, there's that, and then there's who... Vale could do it if you want. Should talk to him. <laughs> um, no, thank you. Okay. Did I have a voice for... Uh, I mean, you had, you had an make... attitude. I don't know if you had, had a atti- voice. I had an attitude. <laughs> <sighs> All right. But I want to kind of... I want to play a little bit toned down with this guy. I don't want to, like, come at him too hard, because he's clearly, like, half-napping. So the first thing I'm going to do before I get over there is I'm going to reach into my pocket so that I already have a couple, like, we'll call it like two gold pieces in my hand by the time I get over there. Mm -hmm. And I walk up to this guard and I just kind of stand next to him, like facing out toward the room. And I give him a little like elbow, like a little nudge, nudge with the elbow. And I just say, this party sucks, huh? (laughs) Mm. Oh. Party's not for me. The party's for you. It's for our guests. By all means, enjoy yourselves. Oh, yeah, but I'm sure there's like, there's got to be something you'd rather be doing right now. Uh, no, I love my job. <laughs> I enjoy keeping guard over all of these very wonderful, fine people. All right, all right. <laughs> he says with I, just about as much enthusiasm as I did. I, uh, I hear you. I hear that. There's nothing so dull as a room full of rich idiots. <laughs> Trust me, I know. It's good money, though. Um, I didn't properly introduce myself. My name is Kenny. What's yours? And I kind of, I start to, like, stick my hand out so I can kind of, I'm not trying to be subtle, so please, please, God, don't make me roll a sleight of hand. <laughs> um, but I like I want to just like kind of palm the the two gold to him like before I even tell him what I want. Mm-hmm. You know what? I'm, there's no way that I would make you roll sleight of hand in this room because probably half the other rich assholes in this room are doing the same to the the servants and the attendants because spending money makes you look like a big shot. Yeah, yeah. He reaches out a hand. He reaches out his hand. Scaly hand, claws, of course. Luva. Says with a little bit of suspicion, squints his eyes at you. And he's kind of looking around like, is, did his boss put, is, is my boss watching me? Did somebody put you up to this? Like, what's going on? Uh, he's, he's not sure what to make of this group of people who just showed up. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. Will you, will you say their name again? Luva. Luva. L-U-V-A-H. Luva. Okay. Luva, I'm going to, I'm going to level with you because... You seem like a see a guy, gal, they, them. Had you been saying he? I've been saying, yeah. <laughs> okay. He's he, him. I thought you'd been saying, I thought you'd been saying he. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna start that over. <clears throat> Luva, I'm gonna I'm gonna be straight with you because you uh, you seem like a you seem like a solid guy. Parties like this, they bore the shit out of me. I hate them. Really almost more than anything else. So I'm wondering if you're as bored as I am, and you can take us somewhere that's a little more interesting. Hmm. Roll persuasion. Ooh. You've already paid yes. him some money. Yes, so sir. He's willing to hear you out. I think without that money, this wasn't going to happen. Not easily, anyways. That is a 27. Hmm. More interesting. Uh, you want to go play some cards in the barracks? You, uh, you want to go shoot some crossbows? You want to have a good time? <laughs> Not like 
Not like sex. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, oh. He says, oh, I'm going to have a good time. He says, like, that guy at a party who's holding. He's got some substance. I got you. I got you. (laughs) Oh, you're... (sighs) Nothing quite so mundane as that. I hear that the king has a unique group of people being held in the dungeon. You you want to go beat up some prisoners? It's uh like eyes you like what the hell? Why do you want to go see prisoners? His mind of course goes to like you want to go smack them around a little bit, but feel free to correct him. Do I want to play this off as that? Like if he's already going there. I mean it might be the best percept. That's kind of what I'm thinking, right? So yeah. <laughs> Luva, I run a casino. I've had to put my hands on a lot of people. Violence-wise, I mean. Um, and uh, <laughs> you'd be shocked at the number of people. Maybe you wouldn't, that you have to kick out of a casino. But in all my years, I have never beat up an elemental. And man, I have to know what that is like. I hate myself so much right now. Kenny the Mace is a dick. He really is. Jesus. Hey, you tell the lie you need to tell to get in the room. And he brought it up, so I'm going to go with it. Because that was the first wild thing I could think of. I mean, it was either going to be that or like you want some alone time with a prisoner, but... See, I feel like Arnis could sell the beating up more than he could sell the, like, I want to get it on with an elemental. (laughs) (laughs) Probably. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. Um, Oh. Hmm. (laughs) As he's waffling, I'm, like, actively, like, fingering more money in my pocket. Like, you can hear it jingling. (laughs) He's he's not waffling as much as I am. Okay. But... (laughs) gonna say if there's any waffling happening like you can hear the money jingling in my pocket like i will pay you more gold he's debating for a few moments mentally like am i gonna leave this room and go let these people beat up some prisoners especially if he doesn't know everything ah all right come on luva come on luva let's do this he'll lean in close to well at least to arnis but if if Darwin and Vale or Iolana are also nearby, like he will lean in so he can get some whispering done. Yeah, I'll be near. And just like, yeah, we do have some uh, special guests downstairs. Uh, I'm not exactly the kind of guard who gets private access to them, so might need a little extra funds to have that kind of seclusion. Unless, of course, you want an audience. Luva, I run a casino. Give me a number. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of baller move can you make with money? <laughs> hmm? Oh, you don't even know. You don't even know. Um, sorry. You see him doing some quick math in his head. He's like running through like, okay, who might be down there right now? How much is this going to take? Yeah. You got to grease some palms here. I mean, if I... I know the schedule right. Ezra and Burville are down there now. And, you know, they each got families to feed. They got a 
people to take care of. So I think a hundred gold should be enough to make sure that they are well clothed and fed. It's done. <laughs> Go. He he sticks out a hand. Oh, uh for the money. I hand him he wants the gold. Money. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Don't hand him. Give us a snap. Oh. Huh? I, I give thank you. Uh I give us I just say it's done. Give a snap and And Vale as Cohen hands over a pouch with exactly a hundred gold coins in it. Okay. Luval looks at Vale as Cohen a little suspiciously, like old changeling with one arm, but the money's good, the money's good. Not gonna say nothing. He takes a look around until none of the nearby guards are looking right at him. All right, follow me. Lead the way. Okay. He'll turn and start heading down a hallway. Take you to a door that's going to lead you downstairs. As you're heading downstairs, there's one other door on the way down. It's like a kitchen storage servant's room. There's another guard standing in front of there. This human guy, he's, he looks young. He probably stuck down here because he's not the best. Luva just gives him a little nod. Pay no mind. Like, don't worry about it. Just uh, making sure these folks stay safe down here. Takes you a little bit deeper down the stairwell until you stop at a landing. The stairs continue on down. Stops here. There's a big metal door. Solid metal. Bars on a small window. Looks very heavy. Looks very sturdy. Looks like you keep people out, keep people in. Standing in front of the door is Ezra. She's a human guard. Similarly outfitted to the others. Plate mail. Nicely polished, nicely decorated. She has a sword at her side. Luva, what are you doing down here with these folks? Luva just reaches out a hand, has about 40 of that gold in it. And he's like, Ezra, good to see you. Just showing these folks around a little bit. Just looking for a little bit of privacy. She smiles. She nods. She opens the door and says, well, Burville's inside. If you want them to stay, you want them to stay. If you want to let them join in, you want to let them join in. He gives a little smile. He gives a nod. Gives you a little head motion to like follow him inside as Ezra opens up this big metal door. And in we go. <laughs> this is a very big holding cell, prison, dungeon type area. Some of these cells are certainly empty. There's an old guy chained up in one of them. He's like chained up to the wall. You know, manacles up against the wall. And he's just kind of standing there. Like half conscious. There's some kids being held in another cell. They're asleep at the moment. Takes you around a turn in the hallway, past some other cells. Burville is walking up and down the hallway, keeping an eye on things. Luva approaches, says, Burville, so good to see you. How are the kids? Hands out another about 40 gold worth of that bribe. <laughs> keeping some for himself. Yeah, it's a finder's fee. I assumed he would. My my new friends here would like to see some of the special guests. Um, I think Ezra was asking about you. Maybe you could give her a hand. You know, really just like the lie to say, hey, you know, we also want some privacy here. Right. Burville will take the money. Are you sure you don't want any company? And looks around at the group of you. Oh, thanks, but we're good. He looks down at the money. I'm good, too. He'll walk out. You'll hear that big metal door close behind him. Luval will walk you through the rest of the cells and he will take you to, uh, it's not so much an open cell. Like it's a, 
He'll take you to another cell. There's another metal door. It has another barred window section to it. But this opens up into a much larger room. And inside, you see a number of different elementals. I'm ranging from fire, water, earth, frost, storm elementals. There's a salamander in there. The D&D type salamander, like the fire lizard yeah. salamander. Both frost and fire, actually. So ice and fire salamanders. There are some methods, definitely bigger than normal. Like they're at least medium sized. But every single one of them is lying down on like a cot and they appear to be out. And it doesn't look like normal sleep. Anybody who walks up to this little window takes a peek inside, take you a moment, but you'll notice that each of them is wearing slash has implanted or has been implanted with one of those control implants like Sam had back in Caravelle. And there's a slight green glow coming off of each of them, like a rune that's on the front of it. Luval looks in. He's like, yeah, they're all still napping. Napping. <laughs> uh, suppose we could wake one of them up if, uh, if you actually want them to be awake for it. Who did you have in mind? Who's the toughest one in there? Good, good question. Who is the toughest on this list? Oh, okay. I thought maybe it was going to be the, the Galabdur, who I had forgotten about. It looks very much like, a, like an earth elemental, but just probably shorter, squatter, bigger head. But no, it is not them. Well, I don't know who's the toughest, but the hardest ones to wrangle in there were uh, that smoky fellow over there in the corner as he points over to a smoke method. And, uh, and that icy some bitch there in the middle points to a frost salamander. Of course, you know, I'm a little biased. I don't like the cold. Of course. Um, what are those things implanted in them? Ah, uh, you know, we got, we got to keep order in here. What does that mean? I don't know if you know much about elementals, but a lot of them have ways of moving around that we can't really contain. That smoky guy would just float out through the window. The water ones would just dribble on out of here. Okay. So it controls their, like, shifting ability. Do you have any control over those things? It keeps them docile. No, no, I don't. It's Okay. That's, that's above my pay grade. Oh, but there is such a thing, is what you're telling me. Of course, of course. Hmm. Uh... If I had to guess, Lieutenant General Razai would have them, but she has been in not a great mood this past week. Hmm. That's weird. I mean, considering what the king just announced, that seems like great news, right? What's, what's up her butt? <laughs> ah, she was supposed to have some vacation down in Caravelle. Got canceled last minute. Oh, it's a shame. Ah, she would have had fun down there. Yeah, we all would have appreciated that. She's always in a good mood when she comes back from there. Oh, is she? Oh, that's very interesting. That's mm -hmm, mm -hmm. slightly off topic. Anyway, um... <laughs> it is off topic. <laughs> but, but, you know, um, if we can yeah. come across the lieutenant... Lieutenant General. Lieutenant General. Knowing that <laughs> she's in a bad mood is a that's helpful. Um, uh huh. 
he's motion. He's going to go open up the door. Okay. Like, I'll no, let I you mean, in, but just let me know. Yeah. 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 Go, go ahead. Okay. And then, I mean, you know, I, I like, I know you got rid of those other two guards and, and we appreciate it, but we could use some, like, I, I'd like some actual privacy. You just want me to lock you in there? Why would you need to lock the door if they're docile? Sorry. You want me to just shut you in there? You have privacy. I got to shut the door. <laughs> right. I, yeah. Okay. Who's going in with, like with Arnis? Like balls. We have, a, have we established that we have a way to wake them up? Because right now they're useless to it. I, he just said, do you want me to wake one up? Which, okay. But then also said, I don't have any control over that thing, which tells me that like you could just poke him and one of them would wake up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they are docile, but that doesn't mean they are catatonic. Okay. It's just when you've... Yeah, it, they're not very motivated at the moment. Okay. Mm-hmm. Medically induced sleep would probably be the closest thing that I could say right now. But if you want to go in there and stir up some shit and rile up some elementals, I'm here for it. I really do. Or I'm at least going to try. All right. Who's going in? Uh, everybody, I would assume. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't want to okay. be totally yep. alone. Not sitting out. I mean, in case things go terrible and all of a sudden you've got uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. 9, 10, 11, 12 elementals mad at you. Bad. Yeah, I'd like some backup. <laughs> okay. I just realized there are a dozen of them. Nice. Okay. Everybody goes in. Luvok closes the door behind you. He's like peeking in. He's like, are you sure I can't watch? Yes. Mm-hmm. He grumbles a little bit and you hear his tail hit the ground. It's like a metal clang from the plate mail that's on it. And he turns around like you've paid him off. He just thought he was going to get to watch if you were doing something illegal. I do have Fine. a concern about having him on the other side of this door. When we start waking these guys up and trying to get them excited and riotous, all he has to do is lock the door. Do you think there's, there's really a way to get him to leave? Well, of course I think there's a way. The other two options would be to be like, Hey, you don't have to die here today. <laughs> Take a walk. Here's another hundred gold. Basically, like, or kill him. Basically, like, outing ourselves, telling him yeah, that he doesn't much have to like, die here. I mean, it seems like at this point, that may be our only option, right? Well, it's that or kill him. If you want to kill him or bribe him to leave, those, those are both on the table. He is just out in the hallway now, not looking in. I feel like bribing him to leave is a better play. I feel like that too. And I think as he is one of Mavic's men, he's very likely to take that bribe and walk away. Right. He has less allegiance to the king than, say, an elven guy. And he's already taken two bribes from you. Right. Why wouldn't he take a third? (laughs) He's probably open to a third, unless he's like, I'm going to go retire now. But no, he's not. Okay. Unless you want to pay him a lot of gold, then maybe he will go retire. So I kind of... So I kind of poke my head out and I just go, so when, um, uh, usually when I, when I tell people that I want privacy, I get like, like privacy. So I'm going to make it worth your while. And I give. If he had an eyebrow to raise, he would, but he certainly like raises that eye ridge. I feel like I probably don't need to pay him as much money as I'm about to, but I'm going to do it anyway. It's a baller move. And we have the coin, and if this is where we die, I'd rather have spent it bribing a dude. Um, 
So I say, I'm going to make it worth your while. And um, I give another snap. Okay. And how I'm picturing it is just like this hand comes in front of my view with another like pouch <laughs> of money and I just hand it over to him. And it's just a stand, like it's a hundred gold. Okay. To just walk away. I was expecting some ridiculous number. I mean, a hundred gold is still pretty ridiculous, but I was expecting more ridiculous. Uh, oh, oh, oh. Mm. It hefts the pouch a little bit. Oh, I see. I think, uh, I think I hear Ezra calling me. Excuse me. You folks will be safe in here. Don't. Please try not to kill any of them. I'm going to show you we won't be doing the killing. We'll try. All right. Just kind of shrugs. He walks out. A few moments later, you hear the metal door open and close again. All right. You're alone now in this cell with a dozen different elementals. All right. I want to, as gently as possible, try to wake up the ice guy. Okay. Um, The frost salamander then. Yes. Okay. There is a frost elemental as well. Just wanted to make sure. Okay. Yeah, I think you can... I think shaking him, talking to him a little bit. Actually, is this... Sorry. My bad. Her. You shake her a little bit, and slowly her eyes open up, and you see her mouth open. First of all, lots of big sharp teeth in there. She is a very large frost salamander. And slowly her eyes come into focus on the group of you standing above her cot. What is going on? Where am I? Who are you? Let me out of here. Um, a couple of things very quickly. I know that you have absolutely no reason to trust me, but we, we are not here to hurt you. To answer your actual question. Uh, it seems like maybe this is the first time you've woken up here. Um, you're in the dungeon of the palace. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you're here to <laughs> let me out, or you're here to kill me? Oh, uh, definitely <laughs> not the second one. Somewhere in the middle? I don't say um, that. Want to. Uh, so definitely not the second one. Um, the... First one, in a sense. Mm-hmm. What sense? Well, I would love for it to be as simple as like we break you out, all dozen of you, and you go to the winds doing your elemental thing, um, and you all get out of here. But yes, let's a, do that. I would well love that. I. T- I do too, except there's a there's a hitch, and I don't know if we can get around it. That thing that's in bed. I'm guessing it's like in their like chest. I'm envisioning like like For her, kind yeah. of below the collarbone, like right, mm-hmm. kind of in wherever that area is. Yeah, that thing that's embedded in your chest. You, I don't know if you can see it, but you can feel yeah. it. I'm sure that's putting a damper on your powers. It's also making you sleepy and docile. We'll take it out. I'll go break a neck. I don't know how. The last time we had one of them removed, a surgeon did it. Oh gosh, you guys weren't even in the room. That's right. Yep. Um, 
So you want to cut it out? Wait a minute. <laughs> what? Why don't I just ask the guy that it happened to since he's standing right there? There you go. <laughs> yeah, it was surgery. Is like, like Sam will tell you, like, yeah, that doctor had to cut it out. Like, you can go in there with knives and scalpels. And Well, but was it, like, attached to anything? Or did he just, like, kind of cut around it and take it out? Like, is it wrapped around, like... So, this isn't Sam. This is me. Like, are you trying to ask if it was, like, wrapped around organs or anything in there? Like, are there tendrils or things? Yeah, if it's, like, connected to somebody. Like, if connected to something. Uh, so, like, if we, if we just kind of crudely just, like cut in and pull them out, are we risking them just dying? Potentially. I should have um, asked all this like before, but on, it didn't occur to me that then... Depends on how good you are with a set of surgical tools. And since I'm assuming nobody has a scalpel, <laughs> um, how deft you could be with like a dagger. Um, are they attached to anything vital in Sam's experience? No. No. It was just in there. It's... I mean, it's like barbed. It is it's not gonna... meant to be pulled out. It is meant to hurt if you just yank it out. It's meant to cause a lot of bleeding if you just yank it out. The surgeon back in Caravel was very careful and stitched me up and gave me something to numb the pain. But now it wasn't like open heart surgery. Well, there's your answer. So you all have these things embedded in you. <laughs> and if we really want to... If you all want a good shot of actually getting out of here, we got to take them out. But we don't have the time for that. I know. That's what I'm saying. We don't. I know that. I know we don't have the time for that. So the so what it comes down to is you either all run and take your chances or you all brute force those things out of you and hope that it doesn't cause too much bleeding. Like those really are your options. Because when we came down here, we had no idea that those were going to be embedded in you. We didn't know either. <sighs> I mean, when we were arrested, we didn't know that we were going to have these or what they would do. But that explains a lot. Are you saying you want to cut them out? We don't have time. I, I know. <laughs> I know we don't have time. The Doing it in a surgical room, like properly, <laughs> probably don't have time. But if you just want to like go in and start carving them out and being less kind about it, you do have time for that. For all 12 of them? I don't know about, I don't know. That's my it really point, depends please. on how much they scream. But if you want to get a distraction going, I mean, you wouldn't necessarily need all 12 of them. Well, we can get them to help us too. DeVale's got two daggers and... Yolanda's got a dagger. They're all in the boot. Mm -hmm. That expedites the process. It's yeah. just like, it's frustrating because nothing is ever easy. Like we can't just go into a jail cell and let people and out. And like let well, people out. No, there's always if, an extra. If hurdle. these weren't <laughs> elementals, they would be easier to control. But okay. as Yolanda as is well aware, elementals be difficult. <laughs> Do you, okay. So turning back to our icy friend here. Do you know anybody else in this room? Uh, yeah, I do. Okay. So here's what we're going to do. And I kind of am now including everybody in this conversation. We need to, um, we need to do a couple things in really like quick succession. We need to, as gently as possible, uh, wake everybody up. So I don't have to give this same speech like 12 mm -hmm, times, mm -hmm. um, so that we can talk to everybody at once and then they can start helping each other. 
get unwhatevered. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. I don't think there's an issue with waking people up. Okay. Um, let's see. Just to run down the list real quick of who's all in here, not by name, just by like types of elementals. If you want to know names, we can give their names. There's Mud Muffet, Storm Elemental, Water Weird, Galabdur, Fire Elemental, Water Elemental, Frost Elemental, Earth Elemental, Air Elemental. Hey, who you recognize? Uh, that is Horatio in here. Oh, shit. A Flame Salamander and a Frost Salamander and a Smoke Muffet, who is the other like real big one that uh, Luva was warning you against. But yeah. Princess Colette's companion is here. Okay. So we get everybody up. I basically just give kind of the same like speech with less tangents now that we've got everybody awake Mm -hmm. and tell them very clearly the ability of you all to get out of here depends entirely on how kept together. And I know that's an impossible task on how kept together you can be while we're taking these things out of you. Because the second we start making a ton of noise, right, that doesn't sound like I'm having a fist fight with one of you, mm-hmm. <laughs> we're going to have a ton of guards on us. And however many of you we've gotten to at that point is how many we're getting to. So if we want to get you all out, and we do, you got you got to find something to, like, bite on when we're <laughs> taking these things out. Like, no joke. <laughs> okay. Okay. I mean, some of them certainly want to go and, like, wreck some shit right now at this very moment. Some of them are being a little bit more patient, like they are willing to give this a shot. But I think it comes down to, hey, you player characters here, who do you want to start with? And at which point do you want to head back out while they finish up? Or are you going to let them finish up? Like, are you doing all of these on your own? No, I say we personally hint. We help them then we leave them the tools and then we go. Like, Vale has no problem leaving behind both of their daggers and the rapier. Yolana doesn't need her dagger, so she can leave that behind. Oh, that's perfect. And heck, you could probably even, it's not going to do much, but Darwin's got arrows. We could leave some of those behind too. Like, yeah, arrow I think I've sharp got, and pointy. I've got crossbow bolts. I don't think I brought my arrows in, did I? They're They'd be the in the boot. Okay, okay. Cool. Yeah, anything that you don't have on you at this moment is in the boot. I mean, with that, we can give everybody something to start trying and do this process with. It just depends well, on who each of us is trying to help. Once some of them get their strength back, they might just be able to do it barehanded. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking that too. With much less subtlety. So, I mean... But yeah, it's your choice here. There are a dozen of them. How many do you want to do personally? And which of these elementals do you want to help before you leave? Vale's going to be drawn to the smoke method just because like, with their new connection to darkness and all of that, ha- feel a connection there. Um, mm-hmm. But is going to kind of like toss their daggers to the or two other methods. There is also... There was a mud one. One. There's a mud method yeah. as well. Yeah. So toss a dagger to the mud method and then... Uh, there was something else that was ice or frost, right? There was uh, there's salamander. a frost elemental. And yeah. there's a frost salamander who you've yeah, already been speaking that's with. That's the one we're talking yeah. about. Toss the other dagger to the frost elemental. And then they're going to they're gonna use their hidden blade to work on the, the method that they're going to work on. Yolana intends to help the salamander 
uh, the frost salamander and then mm-hmm. do the dagger over to it so it can go do its thing. So it can go help its. All dirt. right. Okay. Darvin, Aranus. I don't have any daggers, but I'll help whoever. You've got your acid sword. I mean, you've I don't know if you want to leave arrows. that behind, but you could certainly use that as a tool. Yeah, and you've got, I mean, you've got arrows. Oh, that's true. Okay, yeah. okay, I got I you. I have a dagger. I'm, I'm not leaving it, though, because it's my only non-magical weapon, besides <laughs> the crossbow. So, I'm not leaving it behind, unfortunately. Yeah, I can't leave mine behind, but I can no, help. No. But, but I can help free a couple. Yeah, and you can leave arrows, and I can leave crossbow bolts. Unless you're attached have... to it, you could leave your bow, too. It's just a standard bow. We could find it later. And arming them is not a bad thing. Oh, I see what you mean. I could leave leave arrows, right? You could leave the whole bow. I could leave Some, the if bow. If somebody wants it or can shoot it. Yeah, we could pick up another bow. I'm fine yeah. with that. Because you just you don't use it very much. <laughs> it's true. Very rarely, in fact. Kind of how I feel about the dagger, too. But the second I give it up... You use it for opportunity attacks when you get them. Mm-hmm. Anyway, okay. Um, so, so then I want to I want to start with Horatio. That's where oh, I want to start. Okay, I got Horatio here. Yeah, that's where I want to start. Darvin, who are you starting with? Um, not actually sure that I have a preference. So probably whoever looks like the most badass. Um, well, who looks the Salamander and the Smoke Method have been claimed already, but the Galabder looks pretty freaking sturdy. All right. They, they look like a boulder. I like them. Like a boulder? Oh, yeah. They, they look very much like a boulder. That thing Ooh. is... All right. That control implant is, like, drilled into them. Solid. I'm good. Okay. Literally. Okay, okay, okay. I'm just marking down on the list which ones you guys are going to. Are you all doing this at the same time, or are you doing this one at a time? Oh, I think unison's the best plan. Like, everybody's starting to go at it, get it done. All right. Oh, boy. Um, well, then, we'll start with the ones that you guys are personally helping. Uh, so, Darvin, it's the Galabder. Arnis, you said Horatio? Yep. Okay. Iolana, the Frost Elemental, right? Iolana's helping the Salamander. Oh, sorry, Frost Elemental. The Elemental, the Dagger. That's right. Dagger, 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 dagger. And then Vale is helping the smoke method. Smoky, smoky, smoke method. So, each of you, as you get to your friends, new friends, and take a look at these control implants, I think one thing you notice before you start cutting in is that the runes on each of them are slightly different. They're all still glowing like a dull green, but the rune that's on them just varies from person to person to person. And I think if the, the plan is to just carve these out i need everybody to uh oof. i think this is a medicine check for everybody well before iolana begins she's going to use her psychic focus to give herself proficiency in medicine okay that's that's a good plan that's a solid plan because yeah you are cutting something out of a person without trying to do extra harm um, oof, what is this Ugh. It's got to be a decent DC here because. Shit. Fuck. Because, yeah, these are physically implanted into people. So I think the Mud Method and the Frost Elemental are going to wait. Like They're going to watch how you're doing it first. Well, we're going to learn how not to do it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Darvin. Dirty 20. Ooh. Dirty God. 20. 
First, I thought you said 3020. <laughs> I wish. Whatever no, that is, it sounds way better. Not a thing. But it sounds better. It's like a 600. Right. Okay. Darwin with the 20. All right. Arnis, working on Horatio. 17. Mm-hmm. Iolana on the Frost Salamander. Eight. Mm. Oh, it gets worse. Oh, no. <laughs> so that Frost Salamander was like, well, I don't know if she's going to be your friend, but she is at least going to be amiable. Because, um, hey, if you if you get them out of here. Yeah. All right, Vale on the smoke method. So one with no bonus. <sighs> yeah. Okay. You know, I'm actually very happy with... Um, I'm very happy with how the numbers align with the particular elementals that you're working on. Darvin, with your dirty 20 on this Galabdur, they are just this big, hulking, boulder-like elemental. And as you're carving in there with a... What are you using? What did you settle on? Um, arrow, probably. Okay. It's like you're chipping away at a stone, and they're just kind of looking down at their chest and then looking up at you as you're chipping away. I don't feel it. I don't feel a thing. (laughs) Nah. Got a very thick hide. And after you get enough chipped away that you can grab onto it and give it a yank, they wince a little bit. Like it was connected to something either physically or magically inside them. And like they can feel like, but they grit their teeth and they're just like, oh, And they are feeling pretty good. Arnis working on Horatio. And as you're getting set to do so, he's looking down at you. I don't know if Horatio's even spoke ever before, but they're going to now. Was not expecting to see you again after our encounter outside of Capris. But I'm not upset. I'm sure if Princess Colette were here, she would thank you as well. And as you're slicing into him, it's weird because he's an air elemental, but you can actually feel it. Like as you're cutting through, it's like watching a cartoon when someone physically cuts through the fog and they're able to pull out like a cube of fog. You're cutting in and you can definitely hear his wind start to howl as you do so. It is it is a low howl deep and it echoes slightly down the hall but it's not explicitly a scream of pain darvin and arnis as you pull these out what are you doing with them Ooh. oh there's the question um i think what did we do with sam's we hit the guild i, I think it. you broke it where no, did we break we it? it with the guild oh you did leave it with the guild okay i would stomp on it yeah we don't it. yeah Especially if Arnis does that. Because if you're breaking things that have magical properties, I want to know. (laughs) That means you can't use them later. Oh, yeah. (sighs) Vale and Iolana, though. I I had some high hopes for Iolana, at least. I knew this wasn't going to be Vale's expertise, but... Mm. It's medicine's wisdom, so... Ah. It's the stupidest thing in the world. I I guess the only argument I could say is that there is a lot of intelligence with, with, like, surgery. But some of it is like practical wisdom of like, what exactly does it look and feel like when things are going right and when they're going wrong, which is probably not something that you could communicate effectively in written word. 
And some of that is certainly experiential. That's why doctors practice on cadavers. But okay, that's that's neither here nor there. Um, <laughs> the stats are what the stats are. Yep. So Iolana, as you're cutting into the frost salamander, she is not going to be quiet. Ah, that's a good, that's a fine name. That's a fine name. Linnea. And as you're cutting into her, she lets out just an extremely loud howl. On one hand, this is the one that you pointed out as saying the one you wanted to go beat up. On the other hand, this is also very loud. As you're cutting into her, blood starts coming out around the wound, of course, which is to be expected, but it's more than expected and more than is good. And as it goes down her chest, you see it starting to freeze up. Her blood's just like forming little icicles. It's getting all frosty. And this control implant is snagged on something, some muscle tissue or a rib. Give it a pull and it's just causing more pain. And Linnea is just howling out. You could forcibly remove it at this point. Like if you wanted to, it would just be like very painful for her. And that's something you know. I don't know if that's something that you are concerned about, but you know that it would be uh, not a gentle thing. Could I make another attempt to like correct the error? Like make it easier? Yeah, you can definitely do another medicine check if you want to go in there. Unless there's something creative that you had in mind. I've got nothing. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You can certainly roll another medicine check if you want to attempt to have this be less loud. That's a seven. It is not less loud. She cries out in a lot of pain that echoes down the hallway. And we'll get to that in just a moment. But we need to have this crit fail for Vale first on the smoke method. This big smoky guy. Methods are usually small creatures. This guy's a little bigger, medium. The smoky wings are barely there. Part of whatever this control implant is doing, weakening him. And those just, they look a little thin. They look a little wispy. You imagine that they would be bigger, more impressive if the smoke method were at full strength. Veil, which blade are you using? Your hidden blade, you said? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think as you're trying to remove this, your hidden blade becomes stuck in the implant itself. And as you're trying to free it, you hear the implant start to crack and the smoke method howls and there's a plume of smoke that jets out of his mouth and he falls on the ground and he's like going into shock. He's convulsing very bad for him. Okay. Uh, And as the smoke method is on the ground, convulsing smoke has certainly now shot out of the window there in the door and is rolling down the hall and you hear the big metal door that enters into the whole holding cell open up and you hear Luva's voice everything okay down there and with that we'll bring this chapter to a close but the story will always continue Thanks again to all of our Patreon patrons for your support. If you'd like to become a patron, go to patreon.com slash Podcast and pick out a level that's right for you. Before we go, I'd like to give special thanks to everyone at the $5 and up tiers. At the $5 City Council level, thank you, Shannon DeMello. At the $10 Mayor level, thank you, Christopher DeMello. At the $15 Governor level, thank you, Phoenix Bryan and Sierra Jones. 
Thank you for listening to this chapter in Seasons of Skyrend. If you like what you heard, please leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find us. If you want to chat, we're on Twitter at Skyrend Podcast. You can join our Discord server, or you can email us at skyrenpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us online at skyrenpodcast.com. As always, we want to thank Vanessa Blockland for our podcast art. You can find more of her work on Twitter at ArtByVanessaB. And thanks to Daryl Dibber Reckonos for creating our theme music. You can find more of his music at DibberMusic.com and on Twitter at DibberMusic. Dibber spelled D-I-B-U-R. Thanks again for joining us. We'll see you next time on Seasons of Skyrend.